From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour as we launch our 24th year on the air. And thanks to everyone who has helped us uh, along the way, uh, our, our underwriters, uh, Bishop Wiegand, whose idea this was, and then uh, Bishop Soto, who has just carried it out so well and, and been a, a regular guest on this program. And uh, you, of course, the, the listeners. And all of our special guests, including one we have today, uh, Jim McCormick, the president and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. Jim, Thank you, Bob. You've been a regular um, with us for 24 been, years. I think so. And it, it always gives us a lift to come in and see your smiling face and to promote beauty in our, our community. Indeed. And uh, I see you're wearing the SCSO uh, merch, as my kids yeah, call it. I, I think our <laughs> listeners can probably see it through the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're proud. This Sparkling. is year 27. Uh, wow. 27 years of bringing beautiful music to the world, you know, not just here, but around the world, you know. Take us back to the beginning. What's, what, are, what, what was the thinking at the time? And, you know, it's, it's one of those things I remember talking to the founder of Cristo Ray High School. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, he was from Chicago, Father Foley, and he and I guess a group of businessmen got together and said, we have a real problem here in Chicago, you know, with right. kids dropping out of high school and, and on and on and on. And I remember interviewing him because he was coming out here to attend the very first graduating class of Cristo Ray in, oh, Sac- wow. in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And and he said, we had no idea if this would work, but we knew we had to try something. And, and we sat around a big table and tossed out all these different ideas. And it turns out they, they struck gold. And, yeah, and I'm, I'm, sure I'm putting did. a question to you. 27 years ago, it was like, well, we're shooting <laughs> in the dark you. here. You know, I think sometimes there's something to be said for being naive, uh-huh. because when the symphony, former Sacramento Symphony went bankrupt, we were the symphony chorus. Mm-hmm. So there we were, all dressed up, no place to go, because right. we didn't have a symphony. Right. And so a number of people... And that uh, was the title of it, the symphony chorus? That was the... So it was the Sacramento Symphony, mm-hmm. so we were the Sacramento Symphony Chorus. Right. And Donald Kendrick, our current conductor of the Choral Society, he was the assistant uh, conductor of the Sacramento Symphony, and he was the chorus master of the Sacramento Symphony Chorus. So a bunch of people came to Don and to me saying, what can we do, both players and singers, what can we do to A, keep our players in town, Mm -hmm. because they're losing lots of employment, and also keep uh, a sense of cultural life going here in Sacramento. So we innocently formed a nonprofit, and like your friends at Cristo Rey, we thought, well, let's toss this in the ring and see if it works. And 27 years later, and about 180 classical concerts and tours <laughs> around the world and CDs and, and beautiful music and also a sense of community that we built awesome. through the art form. Um, so uh, we applaud your friends at Crystal, Crystal Ray because uh, I feel that our story, as naive as it was, mm-hmm. uh, it was built on the passion and love of volunteers. Yeah. And we're, we're delighted. We still enjoy it, Bob, and that's important. Yeah, that's, it's, such a, it's such a great story and how, how you know, a small group of people really mm-hmm. can get together and say, yeah. okay, there's a need for this. Mm-hmm. Or at least we perceive there's a need for yes, this. There are a lot of right. restaurants that are out of business that oh my uh, misperceive yeah. the, you know. And but but you look, I mean, you haven't ap- appeared in Antarctica yet, as <laughs> no. far as I know. The penguins don't want us there's, there. There's some oh, great cathedrals they? in Antarctica, aren't there? <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> Made out of ice. Beautiful ice. And, and since uh, both two of the founders are from Canada, we could identify with that. But exactly. <laughs> in our, but, um, you know, and it's really wonderful because our current members of the Sacramento Choral Society, the singers, they come from about six different counties. And every Monday night, they descend on Good Shepherd Lutheran, where we, we rehearse. Uh, and they just, they worked all day. They come in with smiling faces, and we beat them up for two and a half hours mm-hmm. in a wonderful rehearsal uh, in order to get ready for these programs that, that we create for the community. That's yeah. one, it's wonderful. So d- were you as ambitious in your programming in the early years? Um, we certainly had to play it safer, and that you knew you could probably do a Messiah 
uh, and people might attend. Um, but we were, I'd say in year one, when we did a Dvorak Act Requiem in May of 1997, and it's a work that not many people would know well, right. um, I thought that was courageous. So I think maybe the answer is yes, uh, because we want to expose people to life beyond the Beethoven Ninth, uh, or you know the tried and true works that people hear, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, um, so uh, we're we're proud of the way we've nurtured uh, people's ears for listening well. In that, like even recently, we did a, a, Mozart, a Haydn mass, mm-hmm. tried and true, that people might identify with. But then we paired it with a more contemporary work mm-hmm. that had to stretch the ears of both the performers and the audience mm-hmm. alike. So, um, but in that initial year, yeah, I think we were quite ambitious. Um, and there's only so much choral orchestral literature, and we've done most of it, you know. So, like this year, we'll repeat Carmina Burana in May, because mm-hmm. it's been seven years. And that's a tried and true work. So, was there, was there a point in time when you realized, okay, we're over the hump, we've made it, we're, we're a permanent part of the furniture uh, here? I think it took us, in order to gain, I think a psychological, to gain that self-assuredness, it took us close to 10 years mm-hmm. before we realized that, oh, we do hope to be around for a long time, and we, we sincerely do. Um, and I think and it was in year 10, 2006, we took 220 people to China, and that's after we performed for the River Cats and had a mm-hmm. big season at the Community Center Theater. Um, and we were uh, ready to head down to Los Angeles to Disney Hall. We saw that we could take on these huge projects with good planning and a little bit of risk, you know, but calculated risk that has served us well. Were your venues as large in the early going? Uh, basically, yes, they were because our, Some our, of the same home, ones you're in our home was what we used to call the Sacramento Community Center right. Theater, now the Safe Credit Union Performing Arts Center, mm-hmm. um, and Mondavi, of course, what can I say? And Memorial Auditorium is the crown jewel. We call it the Grand Dame of the Performing Arts Center. Isn't it special? Oh, my gosh. I'm sure. Uh, did you go to basketball games? Oh, yes, about? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Sacramento State played yeah. there for a while. Oh, yeah. What about roller derby? A roller derby. What about wrestling? And wrestling. <laughs> I, rem- I remember watching uh, back back when regular old boxing, not all the stuff mm-hmm. they're doing now. When re- one of the the heavyweight championship yeah. fights, I'm not sure. Sunny uh, could have been Liston and, yeah, and, yeah. and Ali, or but watching one of them because they were only available on pay-per-view but there was no pay-per-view on your home tv <laughs> it was pay-per-view in an auditorium i see and yeah i remember going to uh, to one there. i remember going to big time wrestling there one time oh yeah and, and uh, that some, was a that was a scene yeah they have big enlarged photos of the wrestling at memorial uh-huh. in memorial hall. sure they do there's some and, if you walk around the halls there yeah, and yeah. some of the other people that have performed there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's well, they did opera. They did Aida. Yeah. And when we first started there many years ago, you could certainly, they would have the elephants, live elephants. Right. And they'd be down in the basement until their big moment came. Right. And so you could smell their <laughs> elephants that they had been there, you know. Yeah. But they cleaned that up since. <laughs> well, and then how long ago did they refurbish? Uh, 1990, oh, I'm going to say 1993, 94. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you mentioned it because we do want to honor the former mayor, Ann Rudin. She really went to bat. She they did. were they were talking about demolishing the building. Was it 1920 yeah. or so? Or? Yeah, 1927. Okay. So, so it's celebrating 95, years, year, yeah. 95 yeah. years this year. Yeah. And immediately, once they launched the building, Memorial Auditorium, they did dedicate it to veterans. And that's where it gets its name, in, in members of veterans. At first, they thought veterans of the First World War. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that was not the war to end all wars. Right. And so it's yeah. veterans of any war. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, my kids have asked me, and we all wonder that, well, wait a minute, what did they call World War One in 1924? Uh, <laughs> they just called it the Great War or yeah. the war to end mm-hmm. all wars. Yeah. Uh, they didn't yeah. know there would be a World War Two. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a, so the building is a crown jewel, and they've done a really good job of renovating it, uh, improved seating, uh, some acoustical work has been done to improve the sound, uh, and it's a big building, Bob. It, it holds 30-some hundred people, um, and I'm happy to say, and Bob and I are here to talk about <laughs> Home for the Holidays uh, coming up on December 10 at 2 o'clock at Memorial Auditorium, that, that um, the, the building itself lends itself to so many memories mm-hmm. for people. And, well, and, and in all the renovations, 
they've never lost that sense no. of what that building is. That, that beautiful horseshoe seating so that you have the sense of community when you're, especially when you're sitting on the sides um, and the, the lighting and the pillars. Um, and it, like a lot of people, that was their first, you know, their prom, their graduation, their first rock concert, God bless yeah. them, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of graduations. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then along came Arco Arena and Sleep Train and then the Taj Mahal, known as Golden One. Yes. Uh, so there's been quite, but I'm glad, I'm glad that people like former Mayor Ann Rudin put their foot feet down and said, this is it, we cannot demolish this building. And they, they were able to spend money to keep it alive. And so we're glad to be back there. I remember, I remember going to a, a press preview of Golden One uh, and... Uh, the head, head king's man said this building is iconic it's iconic and i said to myself the memorial auditorium is iconic yes you know this one mm-hmm. maybe 100 years from now will be iconic right <laughs> right now it's a new yeah. building and I, and I read last week too where they refer to these big beautiful expensive stadiums as cathedrals mm-hmm. that they don't build cathedrals anymore so the stadiums are the way of the future but I'm happy to say, having toured the world with the Choral Society, when I see the longevity of some of these cathedrals, I ask myself, will some of these stadiums be around in three to 400 years? You know, Jim, you, you bring up stadiums, and you know, uh, uh, you always talk about acoustics in the cathedrals and, and yeah. in the various venues. What's a, what's, do they even think about? I mean, they hold concerts in big stadiums. Did, are there any acoustics at all? Uh, well, it's all mic, uh, uh, yeah, all electroacoustics. Yeah. Uh, they rely on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah, it's powerful. Sound systems. I mean, yeah. some of the groups that come there bring their own sound systems, mm-hmm. and they tap into the current one. It's probably one of the most expensive parts of the building. Oh, the, really? And, uh, and it's well done, I must say. The few concerts I've been to at Golden One, it, it's, imp- it's impressive. But you would never want Taylor Swift to come into Golden One and not have a microphone. Uh-huh. I mean, uh-huh. it'd be a little peep in the in the dark, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's so I'm glad that we're honoring a Memorial Auditorium, but Bob, we're also honoring our return for after three years of silence. You know, the Grinch did steal Christmas 2020 and 2021, right. but he is not stealing Christmas 2022. And, you know, and we went to the last one, which had to be. 2019 that's right and it you know it's such a cliche it seems like yesterday it does not seem like three years ago amazing believe me uh, and to keep the morale of our troops our choral people you know keep that up during the pandemic uh, we were able to meet of course on zoom uh, and we did do the Verdi Requiem as you know mm-hmm. Bob back in May at the new safe center that was really a treat uh, so we're glad we're glad to be back together uh, in, in celebrating the season uh, and it does bring some joy and the rehearsals are as much fun as a performance mm-hmm. so well you know it means so many things that we cherish went away during the pandemic mm-hmm. a number of them sadly have not come back You're right. were you ever in that position of like are we going to be able to Revive. Yeah, good for you. I know our board. We have a really fine, small but powerful board, and they're they're just so passionate about keeping the organization afloat. And some months ago, we sort of looked at each other on Zoom, and we thought, "Oh boy, is it time to let our little office go? Mm-hmm. Can we somehow do everything online?" But we rely so much on volunteers, and they actually do need a place to work sometimes. Sure. They can't be Zooming their life away. Right, right. <laughs> so, but luckily we overcame that with, within a few months. And, you know, our patrons have been good to support us even during the pandemic. I take my hat off to the singers in the choir because we would have a virtual singathon, a fundraiser, Big Day of Giving kept us alive, the American Rescue Plan, some of these grants, I thank the government because I'm not sure we would be here if we hadn't mm-hmm. had two or three of those grants yeah a lot of a lot of people got revived through those yes. grants and Absolutely. there are a number of nonprofits that did close the doors yeah. so i'm super proud that here we are uh, we're back and we hope we have a long future ahead of us all right down to business december uh-huh. 10th <laughs> two o'clock yeah two o'clock matinee we decided to do a matinee because we know that it gets darker sooner and uh, we'd love to appeal to our seniors we want to appeal to families who want to do something joyful. And over the years, the Coral Society 
city, our home for the holidays, it's become a, an amazing downtown celebration. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy to say that tickets are moving well. Uh, and it's after three years, we're going to tear the wallpaper off Memorial Auditorium. Not that there's any there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Bob, the forces are amazing. We have 120-some singers beautiful 50-member orchestra professional. Uh, they've been with us for 27 years. We have a headliner from heaven, a tenor, um, Sal, Salvatore Atti, uh, and he lives in Woodland. He's really? uh, Boston. Yeah, he lives in Woodland, and he's Boston Conservatory trained, uh, and he's as nice as he is talented, and he is going to be our headliner uh, at this event. Okay. And can I make a wild guess that he might have some Italian heritage? You know, if you look at his name, you could probably have sent that he's, he's not exactly uh, German. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Salvatore. And he's well, he's a fellow Yolo County resident. I will yeah, have to... Yeah. Uh, We'll have yeah. to get him on the program. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he'd be great to interview, you know. And his wife uh, is also a great singer, and they have one child that goes to school in Woodland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's going to trade off with, like, uh, the Choral Society will be singing, then he'll sing. And then, of course, to add the mischief, we're adding the Green Valley Theater puppets. Mm. And this year, Bob, all brand-new puppets. Remember I said the Grinch is passe. He's done. We're we're not featuring the Grinch. He can just take a break, you know. But we're featuring the night before Christmas. The Grinch has COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Suits him well. But he did steal two Christmases from us, but not this year. So we're doing the night before Christmas by Randall Allen Bass and Sal Salvatore. Uh, he will narrate it. He 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 recites the poem to his ch- his child already, so he'll be in good form. And then the puppets are going to act out the night before Christmas. Oh wow! And oh, it's going to wow. be it's going to be if you love mischief, you'll love this. So this is meant to appeal to children, old and young. Um, so we'll have puppets. We'll have a headliner. We'll have a couple of orchestral pieces that just feature the orchestra. Holding it all together, of course, will be Donald Kendrick, the conductor. And we have a series of two to three pieces that we'll play and sing. And then Don will speak to the audience stories about the next carol or stories about their winter in Minnesota or stories about winter in Canada. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Um, and then, of course, we will have a wonderful audience sing-along um, where everyone gets to stand up and tell their neighbor, give me your best. Such a highlight. Uh, that's and I think like. you've participated in that. I have you, a few times. Yeah. I think yeah. I think I'm on your. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm yeah. on the CD. In fact, the CD does say Bob Dunning and Friends. But I'm, I'm waiting for the royalties. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the mail these days. <laughs> There's kind of slow the, these years. <laughs> so so um, it, it's it, it is a musical event. But like to think that we start in darkness. We start the concert in darkness with the choir all up in the first balcony surrounding the audience. And we have what appears to be candles. And we'll sing up there beautiful, beautiful opening work uh, with the orchestra down below. And it's really wonderful because it's a huge building, Bob. And the choir has to, they memorize the piece so that they can watch the conductor because of the delay. If right. they can just catch his downbeat, they'll be fine. Well, I love, I love the, 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 the 2 o'clock. Uh, December 10th is almost exactly the earliest sunset. It's about 4.45. Oh, good for you, yeah. And you, you walk out into that chilly air, yeah, and it's yeah. getting dark. And, mm-hmm. and you know, there are a lot of nice restaurants around there. Yep. You could go down mm-hmm. to the cathedral for, yeah. for the vigil mass on Saturday mm-hmm. and then go to dinner. Uh, and you were there in 2019 when we walked out. There was a beautiful rainbow. There was. There was a rainbow, yeah. and that was a good sign of the, the beauty that we had just brought this community in that yeah. building. Now, you, you're from Canada. Didn't, doesn't Toronto have a huge ice festival? Oh, it's Quebec City. Well, Quebec City. Maybe Toronto does too now, but Quebec City is known for its carnival. Yeah. And they feature like a, a ice, ice hotel. And, yeah. You can actually sleep in an ice hotel. <laughs> Not a nice hotel. An ice <laughs> hotel. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. I mean, my, my Canadian can blood. You, can you bring your electric blanket in the ice hotel? You could down Melt the, the bed? You go down the hall to get some water. Would you like some ice with that? <laughs> no, there's none around. No. Oh, man. They give you an ice pick to chip off the, <laughs> from the walls. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we're excited to be back. Um, uh, and, you know, tickets are available. 
Um, the box office is open in the afternoons from Monday to Thursday, uh, Thursday, Monday through Thursday, and the number there is 916-808-5181. You, you've had a pretty good pre-sale. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, uh, I heard Taylor the, Swift is kind of uh, nervous. About, <laughs> she should be, Dan, and she, <laughs> she does good work in the world, you know, um, but you know, people can buy tickets online via Ticketmaster. If you go to Sacramento Coral, C-H-O-R-A-L dot O-R-G, you'll see that it's easy to buy tickets online, and it is via Ticketmaster, so there is a convenience fee. And I will speak for someone who has been to many of these. Um, my wife and I, my older sister, and kids, grandkids, we all had a fabulous, it wasn't, oh, well, this is something for the yeah, kids, or, yeah, oh, this yeah. is something for yeah. the adults, and we just dragged the kids along to, to, you know. It was, everybody came out of there, well, during it, everybody had such a great time, and and were so inspired, but we came out of there just, just oh, we were ready for, we were ready for Christmas. Yeah. It, it it's does, for everybody. It, it does affect your mood. Uh, and I think it's the idea of people working together, you know, uh, this sense of strong community and, and that we're back. I, the gift, the, the best gift that we can offer each other is the idea of being together. You know, uh, we've missed that. We have missed the human connection. And so nothing like music draws us together more than, than great music. Yeah, and uh, I think I think a lot of us we we were we were worried about yeah. the the Christmas. Uh, yeah, you know, no, no, it, it's psychologically when we rehearse, we just feel so good to think that a we're back together again, uh, and so we're we're in good shape. We'll be ready for the concert. Very good. Yeah. So, did you bring a? Uh, a little selection. Is the Pope Catholic? Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. You know, at the beginning of the concert, and we do hope to start on time, so we urge people to please try to come early and not arrive at five to two. Um, but we'd love to start the concert on time because we're on union scale time. And so uh, the building will be in darkness. Uh, conductor Donald Kendrick comes out and he turns right away to the orchestra gives the downbeat and the brass start to play. Meanwhile, up in the first balcony with their candles lit are our wonderful singers. Uh, and about 30 seconds into the piece, um, then the choir starts to sing. Uh, and it's really like the best stereo sound you could have, Bob, because you're surrounding everybody. And it's like being in a comfortable womb. Not a room, but a womb. <laughs> and so the opening piece is in Latin, uh, but don't worry, there'll be translations that you can't see in the darkness. But the uh, opening piece is Personet Hodier by Lara Hogard. And he was a conductor educator back in the 50s in Oklahoma. Mm. And he was a professor at North Carolina University. Um, and he, his work, the English translation of Personet Hodier, let youthful voices resound today joyfully praising him who was born for us, who was given unto us by the Most High God and brought forth from a virgin. So this is the opening work, Bob, of Home for the Holidays 2022, Personet Hodier by Lara Hogard.
you know, those of you who have a current copy of the uh, Catholic Herald, there is an ad there uh, in the middle of the Herald that uh, uh, for this very, you know, there's the poster for the Home for the Holidays, but you, you can get a look at it, at what, what the Memorial Auditorium looks mm-hmm. like for this event. That, that in and of itself is enough to inspire you. Let's see, it's on page 32 of the uh, the current uh, the November December issue of the Catholic Herald, just look it up and you'll get a, a good look at, at how the uh, Memorial Auditorium looks and also uh, a good look at Salvatoriati. Yeah, God yeah. bless him. Yeah. yeah, we're proud to partner with the Herald, the Catholic Herald, and of course Catholic Radio. It's a great combination. Indeed. So, but that's a strong opening because it is a celebration of the newborn child, right? Uh, and uh, it's just exhilarating to know that these people have memorized this music and they're giving back of their time and talent and and we're all together again after three years so that that touches me so the choir isn't just singing jingle bells because you do you do allow us all to sing jingle bells or uh, away yeah. in danger or yeah. um oh holy night those kinds of things were where the name the uh, lyrics are are uh, familiar to us this can't be familiar to anybody. It, it probably wouldn't be, but they can't help but be swept up by the joy that the orchestra and the chorus bring. And, you know, in advance, if they know that the, the text is about the newborn child, and we're celebrating Christmas, because it is, it is a Christmas. It's a holiday concert, right. but it's definitely a Christmas concert. Sure. And so we're proud of that. Um, so the concert itself, you might term it as light classical, like it's not. This is not a pop culture concert, right. but by the same token, there's enough engagement with the puppets, the headliner, the audience sing-along, candlelit procession. So uh, we don't dummy it down. And I must say, the orchestra loves this concert because the arrangements for orchestra are fantastic. Because mm-hmm. they want to be challenged. They don't want. So between the orchestra and 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 the and the choir. With with an, something that's new, like like what we just heard. How do you do? You send them the sheet. How, how does that good, How does that work? You. And what kind of a, a time gap? <laughs> yeah. Some things are going to take them longer to learn. Yeah, good for you. Because the orc- the chorus, uh, because we only meet once a week on a Monday night. So late October we had our first rehearsal. So we'll have six rehearsals on about twenty different selections to learn, and then the orchestra. We send their music out three weeks before the actual concert. And this year, for the first time, uh, they've requested digital copies in advance Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to mail the music. Uh But when they come to the first rehearsal on Thursday, the 8th of December... Um, in the Memorial Auditorium, there will be hard copies of the uh-huh. music on their stands. Uh, but they do want to start to rehearse. It saves postage, and with the mail, it's not you know it's challenging enough. So we're sending digital copies of all the music out legally, mm-hmm. uh, so that they can just practice. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a timeline of about six weeks for mm-hmm. the chorus members because it's only six Monday nights. Sure. Uh, and luckily they read music really well, Bob, because they, they couldn't learn all this stuff in six Monday right. nights otherwise. And uh, then the orchestra gets a, they get a three-week period. Um, then it all gels, it comes together. And that's the part that I enjoy the most, to see the team pulling in the same direction. Because, Bob, it's a team of about 200 people. Right. And that, that's really good. You know, I love And they're local. You know, uh, so it's, uh, it's 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 it's. I think this concert really showcases the combined energy and passion of our organization. Again, it is uh, Saturday, December the tenth, uh, two p.m. matinee. The matinee only this year. Uh, if you don't know where the Memorial Auditorium is, it's right there on J Street, right downtown, fifteen fifteen J Street, right in the heart of. Everything very near yeah. the cathedral, yeah. very yeah. very near oh, the yeah. Safe Credit Union yeah. Performing Arts Center. That's right. Um, and there, there's ample parking. There's different garages in the area. And if people check our website, sacramentocoral.org, we'll make sure we have links up there that will guide them on parking. No. And you're going to give me my normal pass right behind the oh, stage? Yeah. I've uh, got yeah. that all. Uh, <laughs> it's, in, it's emblazoned down my forehead. <laughs> uh, and Bob, I might mention, uh, mention we, we pull out all the stops because people are eager. They come early. Sure. Uh, so the doors open at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we have amazing, like, this thing called CDs. People still have CD players, okay, because vinyl came back. Sure. And CDs are still in vogue somewhat. Right. So we'll have Christmas CDs available. We have amazing 
making crafts in the lobby. It's a festive experience. But to highlight the lobby, we'll have um, some female barbershoppers, mm. and they will tear the wallpaper off that lobby. Uh, and so they'll be strolling around for about 45 minutes before the concert. Well, that's, and that's then, interesting. Yeah. When I think of a barbershop choir, I usually yeah. think of, four yeah. guys no we're, yeah. we're we're inclusive bob we do it upright wow uh, so we have uh four ladies who sing and i've known them for years and they will also sing at intermission mm-hmm. uh, so there's a, a whole festive atmosphere uh, one of my sisters used to sing with a group called the Sweet Adelines. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're nationwide. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're and they do excellent work. Yeah. She actually was born yeah. with a voice. Uh, the, no, the rest of the Dunning that's sort. It. Yeah, <laughs> they have really good ears to tune those chords really mm-hmm. well. Um, and I'm proud that you know we have uh, one of our media sponsors has been uh, KVIE, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll have some KVIE friends with us at the concert. Well, and the other the other thing is get there. You know, we want it's great get in your seats early, but so that they can start right at two. But as we were talking about, maybe maybe before if you come at one o'clock or after, all these pictures yeah. of the kind of the history of yeah. the Memorial Auditorium. It's, it's, it's like yeah. you're in a California Museum or something. Yeah. It's really no. it's just it, fun to see. And like, oh, I think I know who that is. Is that Pop Hope or is that, mm-hmm. you know, some yeah. of the old time names? Yeah, no, it will make you proud uh, that you live in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And the city's done a really good job of renovating it. And the seats are comfortable, uh, especially on the main floor with those new, new chairs that can be moved around. Right. We have ample ADA uh, in that. We have seats for uh, handicapped uh, people. And I am proud that we honor veterans in a big way and that we are providing. Always have. Yeah, yeah. It's been 10 or 12 years now that yeah. we, we provide some comp tickets for veterans and their families. It's, it's appropriate for that building, and yeah. plus they deserve it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if it's you have okay. another piece of uh, yeah. music for uh, us, I thought we'd go to England uh, because there's an amazing composer that most people would know, John Rutter. Uh, he's about 85 years old now, and he came to Sacramento for the first time in 1985 at Fremont Presbyterian mm-hmm. Church, where they featured his Rutter Requiem. And uh, we have featured John Rutter because he's Mr. Christmas in a way. There are certain composers that you think of Randall Allen Bass, Gary Fry, John Rutter. They're known for their arrangements that are world-class. So he wrote a very uh, lilting uh, tune uh, that sometimes can be sung by a children's chorus, but in this case it's soprano, alto, tenor, bass. And the tune is called Angel's Carol. And the lyrics, Have you heard the sound of the angel voices ringing out so sweetly, ringing out so clear? Have you seen the star shining out so brightly as a sign from God that Christ the Lord is here? So here is the lilting Joyful Angel's Carol by John Rutter. Jim, you have some uh, new risers as well. Well, you know, just the Minnesota connection. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We were so fortunate during the end, what we thought would be the end of the pandemic, um, in that we had a donor step forward with an amazing 
$100,000 gift because we wanted to present our choir, um, beautiful professional winger choral risers. Um, they're graded, they're comfortable, you can put chairs on them with backs, so we're not uh, renting bleachers that are noisy and not that comfortable because you have no back to support right. you. And so after 26 years, we were able for the Verdi Requiem last May, as you saw, Bob, to have beautiful risers that wrap around the orchestra a bit and they're comfortable. We can see each other. We can hear each other better because of the, the cocoon. Right. And when you think of Memorial Auditorium, horseshoe shape. So here's the audience sitting in a horseshoe, right? And guess what? We're facing them mm -hmm. in a sort of a horseshoe. So it's like a full circle of community. So I'm... This is the first year that we will have used the new risers at, at Memorial. Wow. So um, uh, we're excited about that. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's not a cheap, gift. are they? Oh, my gosh. They ended up costing 121000 uh, and we store them out at McClellan Park. And it's quite an operation to make sure that they're in place in time for the first rehearsal. But we have the manpower, the women power, to make sure that happens. How do you, how do you get them from McClellan Park to the... Uh, uh, we, we rent two 26-foot trucks uh -huh. from Enterprise, and we have certain drivers that can drive those puppies because they're rather large. Uh, and we have a team that will come in on the 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, on the 7th of uh, December, and we'll load those two trucks and take everything down to a memorial auditorium so that on uh, Thursday morning, the 8th of December at 8 a.m., they can start unloading those and putting them in place so that we can have a 3 p.m. rehearsal. It's, with it's, the it's not like it's not as easy as calling an Uber. Oh, we need no. some people to move no. some risers. No, they're, they're on huge carts, Bob, yeah. the, the risers, and there's rails and racks and... Um, but what a difference. And uh, like when uh, in between each section of two to three songs each, Donald Kendrick will tell stories to the audience. And that means that our chorus members get to sit down. Uh, and that's a treat. Sure. Uh, and they sit on a chair that has this old fashioned thing called a back. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there's no creaking and there's no uh, undulating waves when you step on these boards on the former bleachers, you know. Um, and ultimately, it's less expensive because we're not renting bleachers anymore. Yeah. So it's it, to me, uh, it's sort of the new acoustics at Memorial. They're pretty good, uh, and very good, I should say. And then new risers, new setup, new headliner, you know, new puppets. Well, I mean, a new hope to be back together again. Same old audience. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. hopefully some uh, new people. Oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, in three years, people have moved back to town and, and people are finding us on the internet, thank God, you know, uh, sacramentochoral.org. And I take my hat off to the box office because they work so hard for so many arts groups to make right. sure that tickets get on sale. Yeah. What else do you have for us? I see this Gloucestershire. Yeah. Gloucestershire sounds like they got it all, to, like they need a vill on it. Gloucestershireville. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know what's neat? I mean, we're celebrating Christmas, but guess what? We're also celebrating New Year's. Mm -hmm. And this song is about New Year's. Uh, Barlow Bradford is an amazing uh, young composer from Utah. Uh, and his arrangements, um, you'll find instead of having everything sort of loud and aggressive, his arrangements are very tender. Uh, strings, maybe flute. Uh, you won't hear a bunch of timpani, uh, not too much brass. And so he does these tender arrangements. Uh, and this one is so upbeat about celebrating um, the idea of New Year's together. Mm -hmm. uh, wassail, wassail all over the town. Let's go out and rejoice for mm -hmm. the new year. Our toast, it is white, and our ale, it is brown. Our bowl, it is made of the white maple syrup. Uh, uh, with the wassailing bowl we'll drink to thee. So this is a really upbeat, I, I think tender, celebration of the New Year's Gloucestershire Wassail by Barlow Bradford.
Wow. That's a lot of Gloucestershire. Yeah. yeah. But can you sense the joy, though? I mean, yes. it, it just, it, it's a real pick me upper. Yeah. Uh, and celebrating the New Year's, uh, but th- uh, wandering around town announcing, hey, folks, it's the New Year, let's celebrate. Um, so it's, it's sort of a, an upbeat work by the amazing American young composer, Barlow Bradford. So your, your headliner, Salvatore Ati, um, how, do you, how do you go about selecting those people? Well, we have agencies that we do. You had to fly them in from Woodland. Uh, (laughs) Pretty low altitude, but yes, (laughs) we will. Um, You know, we scour, first of all, we have connections in the artistic world for uh, soloists who are under management, and we do it nationally as well. But in San Francisco, we have a wonderful connection. Uh, And then we also tap into, they have a program, an opera program in San Francisco, the Marola Opera Program. And they attract young, budding talent that they're about to make it on the world stage. And Sal was a graduate of that program some years ago. Um, And we had heard uh, through one of our former singers, because our soloists, they create a great network for us. There are certain people they love to sing with. And so I remember Julie Miller, our mezzo, said, Jim and Don, you've got to hear this tenor. It was about three years ago. So during the pandemic, we heard Sal sing, auditioned him. And we were struck by his musicianship. He's just an amazing musician. And he sight reads like a book. And so we had him in our bailiwick for about three years. And when we knew we wanted to have a headliner who might be local mm-hmm. uh, and talented, uh, we called Sal and he was available. Uh, so in this case, we didn't have to use our national network. Uh, right. We just It was one of our own soloists who recommended him to us. Did he grow up in this area or do you know um, you know, I'm embarrassed to say I... No, he grew up in Buffalo. I got that mm-hmm. right. Because he sang in the beautiful church choir. There's a cathedral in Buffalo that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and he there sang... There are several. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's the... I forget the name of the Catholic cathedral there, but he sang in that. And so I... And he experienced the same winters that I experienced in Toronto. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> so, Buffalo's yeah. well known oh for its snow. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So... Um, so he is originally from Buffalo, New York. The, yeah. most, the most Catholic city in America. Is that right? Buffalo, New York. Yeah. yeah. My and father, there's still a lot of the sort of the ethnic parishes. Yeah. My know. father, you know, we grew up in a small village, and he used to say, well, well if we go to Toronto, how do you want to go? Do you want to go by Buffalo? <laughs> yes, <laughs> by Dad. Buffalo. Yes, yeah. Dad, I get it. Okay. <laughs> and, of course, there is a Buffalo, Wyoming as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Much yeah, smaller right. than Buffalo, New York. I know. And so, they don't have a pro football team either. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> so, no, we're glad to have Sal with us. And he'll memorize pretty well everything. Then he will interact with the puppets, you know. Um, and on some of the works, he he leads in on, on the opening verse, and then the chorus sings. And then sometimes he'll sing right with the chorus. And uh, we're inviting him when we sing the Alleluia Chorus with, by Handel, which is a beautiful mainstay. Um, we're inviting him to sing along with us. Type of thing, Jim. What what else did you bring? Um, uh, well, you know, I I know I seem partial to Barlow Bradford, but his works are just amazing. So I want to sim- honor a very simple tune. Uh, it's infant holy, infant lowly, and it's the same quality of light orchestration, uh, and that allows people just to sit back in their chair and realize that there is a lot of beauty in this world. So the lyrics start out, Infant holy, infant lowly, for his bed a cattle stall, oxen lowing, little knowing, Christ the babe is Lord of all. So this is Barlow Bradford's Infant Holy, Infant Lowly, Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra.
Very nice stuff. I, I'm struck by the simplicity of it. Yeah. You know, and then as the song progresses, there's the harmony with the men, of course, type of thing. Um, before I forget, Bob, we have a world premiere happening at this concert. And, uh, it's a new commission. Um, we have a tenor in the choir who happens to be the head of theory and composition at Cal State Sacramento, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Scott Perkins. He's been with us three or four years, and he is an amazing composer. And he wrote a brand new work that has never been heard in this world. Wow. Now, he wrote it for last Christmas when we thought we were going to be able to perform, but we realized that we couldn't quite do that because of COVID. So this was in 2021, and the Children's Carol, it's called, and uh, it's dedicated to the SCSO and Donald Kendrick. And the text is by a friend of his from the East Coast, uh, Thomas Trigger, mm-hmm. uh, and it deals with children. But it's the idea of Jesus as a refugee. And I thought, how fitting for what we're all experiencing in our world right now. Yeah. And it's a touching, uh, touching arrangement. I, I didn't bring it today because we haven't recorded it yet. Right, right. <laughs> but you could have tossed it my way, and I'd have given it a go. <laughs> sure. Well, uh, I just want to say that people will be witnessing history if they come to the concert because it is a world premiere. I was just going to ask you about you know I mean so many of our carols. I mean, we're singing the same carols we sang when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, how far back do they go, like oh. Silent Night and oh, some yeah. of those? And are there any that have been written recently that are now really commonly sung? You know, it seems um, like they're all from long ago. Yeah. It's I mean, hard to come up with a new theme on Christmas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, if you think of A Child's Christmas in Wales, uh-huh. I think that's a beautiful, you know, it's Christmas-oriented uh, season sure. tune uh, by um, Randall Allen Bass. Um, it's just beautiful. So there is, and like this, this, this new piece here that we're featuring, The Children's Carol by Dr. Scott Perkins, that's an example of something new that we think will probably take off, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, years ago, we commissioned Randall Allen Bass from Texas, Dallas Symphony, um, to write a beautiful Magnificat, a festival Magnificat. Mm-hmm. So the, the text may be old, but the arrangement is brand new. Uh-huh. So you get like, you think, oh, I, I, do I need to hear another Silent Night? Uh-huh. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because some of these arrangements are stunning. Yeah. Um, and so I'm encouraging people to come and witness the world premiere of Dr. Scott Perkins' The Children's Carol. Yeah, I've, I've heard him. That's, that's, yeah. that's but that's part of our mission. Yeah. Where we, a, we want to employ composers, uh, and we want to expose everyone to new music. Right. Very good. And now... You're going to tell us about Oh Holy Night. Oh my gosh, yeah. This this is a mainstay. Of, uh, it almost wouldn't be Christmas if we didn't yeah. feature. And you can have a tenor sing it or maybe a soprano. But this year, of course, we'll have the tenor. Uh, and the arrangement, um, it was written way back in the 19th century, the original. Uh, Adolf Adam, 1803 to 1856. But our good friend, the English composer, John Rutter, this is his amazing arrangement. And I'm here to say that Sal, Salvatore Atti, uh, he will do justice to this work. And so I'm encouraging everyone, when they come to the concert, sit back and bask in the beauty of his voice, but also in the message. Um, oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. So this is the amazing arrangement by John Rutter of Oh, Holy Night, and it will feature our headliner, Salvatore Atti. Sin and terror, pining till he 
could just keep listening to that. Isn't it stunning? Yeah. I mean, the arrangement. I, I, I think I would like to mention to our radio audience that that was Tevi Ditter who performed that work with us back in 2013 at Memorial Auditorium. So we honor Tevi with that, that rendition this morning. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and again, a reminder, this is Saturday, December 10 at a 2 p.m. matinee, a matinee only this year. Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra, of course, uh, Donald Kendrick, the music director. Home for the holidays, sacramentalchoral.com. That's C-H-O-R-A-L. You don't want to buy jewelry. It's not Sacramento Choral. <laughs> it's Sacramento Choral with an H. Yeah. And uh, uh, the box office is 916. Well, this is the Moral Auditorium, 1515 J Street. The box office, 916-808-5181, ticketmaster.com or Sacramento Choral. Yeah, correct. Com. That's great. And the box office hours, they're open Monday through Thursday from noon until about 5 p.m. Um, so you have to catch them in, in those times because they're, I guess, understaffed. But they've been a big help to us. And so for tickets and information, I think, you know, if, if you go to sacramentocoral.org and you'll see our phone numbers there, we're, we're glad to answer questions you may have about the concert. Um, the concert is about two hours and 20 minutes, so we'll be done by about 4.20. Uh, there is a 20-minute intermission at the concert itself. Uh, so we want people to be aware that they will be uh, finished the concert before it's dark. Before it's dark. Yeah, but not much before. But not, much, not, <laughs> not much these days. <laughs> Jim, real quick, um, because we want to go out with the great Alleluia Chorus, um, the Scola Cantorum. Oh, yes. You know, uh, there's a sister choir that we're proud of, Scola Cantorum, uh, from Sacred Heart Church, conducted by the same conductor, Donald Kendrick. Uh, and they are back. It's been three years since they've sung, and they're back at Sacred Heart Church. And if you go to scolacantorum.com, you'll see that they're performing on December 17th at 8 and December 18th at 2 p.m. All at Sacred Heart. Yeah, at, at Sacred Heart Church. 39th and J. 39th. And rich acoustics, beautiful, beautiful atmosphere. And Ryan Enright will be our organist. So we're, we're in good hands. Ryan Enright, Donald Kendrick, and Scola, here we go. Very good. And uh, uh, tickets are available at the door, or right. you can go to scolacantorum.com or yeah. call 850-545-4298 or scolacantorum.com. Jim, right. real quickly, take us out, and uh, thank you so much for oh, coming. My pleasure. Thank you all for listening. God bless everyone. Take us out with a hallelujah. All these years, we have appreciated your support, Bob. Yeah, George Frederick Handel. I mean, would it be Christmas if we didn't hear some parts of the, the Handel Messiah? So we plan to sing from memory uh, the famous hallelujah chorus by George Frederick Handel. Um, and here we go.
This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. Mm-hmm. 